those are things that if there's someone else in your life who also exhibits those behaviors you can go low contact with them or like no contact with them if your partner is just constantly going overboard with treating you like a queen you literally cannot do enough to make it even like a two-way street like wouldn't that make you feel bad i don't know i sometimes have issues figuring out if i like this trait in someone else or if i just want it in myself do you know what i'm saying like you know you don't know if you actually like someone or you just want to be like them Welcome back to another episode of Coming In Without Context. I'm Hope Stolsteimer. I'm joined by Dylan Yang. And later on, um, Jennifer Shen will also be joining us. Um, today, we're going to be discussing red flags in dating. So, Dylan. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> what do you think the most common red flags are when it comes to like relationships? That's an interesting question because I feel like red flags are supposed to be objective in a way, but then at the same time, relationships in themselves are kind of subjective. So it's a weird split. So like, for example, one person might see uh, a trait like being extremely generous you know like if they're on the first few dates right and their person they're dating is very generous you know you might be like oh that's what i'm looking for in a relationship but then someone else who doesn't care about that as much might be like why is he trying so hard you know that that's kind of suspicious Mm. well being extremely generous in the very beginning of a relationship can actually be a warning sign because if they might later like turn that tap off and it's a sign for abusive relationships it's called love bombing it's where someone wants to spend all their time with you gives you lots of gifts makes you feel so special like they love you and they do it a lot in the beginning and they like reel you in and then at some point they stop it all and start like gaslighting you and stuff but there's like a term for that love bombing though i think someone being really cutesy and generous in the beginning of a relationship is not necessarily love bombing yeah that's kind of hard to tell, right? Because at the beginning of a relationship, if you're genuinely interested in the other person, you know, obviously you're going to act more affectionate to try and secure that relationship in a way, right? Yeah, I think it's just when it's accompanied by other red flags, it's something to look for. Or a lot of people will reflect back on a toxic relationship and realize the beginning of it, that's what their partner did. I think it's not so noticeable when it's happening. Well, that's true for a lot of things, right? Like, it doesn't even have to be red flags. Like, if you're in a relationship and then you break up, afterwards you're going to look back and see all the things that were wrong with the person or the relationship. And it's going to be more obvious to you at that point. But then during the actual relationship you're not gonna notice those things or you're gonna overlook them at least yeah yeah do you think you overlook any red flags <laughs> i'm not I, uh no there's nothing i'm not overlooking anything nope, i'm perfect nothing, yeah nothing <laughs> wrong here <laughs> no us, please send help. sorry what nothing 
So back to red flags. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you say like what you thought the most common ones were? I think we got a little off. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Most common red flags. Oh, oh, oh. Um bad mouthing your f- friends, like the your previous friends. Mm. A lot of times um, it's also like bad mouthing your exes. Like obviously mm-hmm. you don't have to be like, oh, I love them still. But a Ooh. lot of times when you when you say like, oh, they were so crazy, like my ex was so crazy and stuff, and like you say that for basically all your exes, it shows that like you don't have any accountability for what you might have done. Well, I feel like you could it's also true that if you just in general talk about your exes too much, that's a red flag. Yeah, that is also a red flag. I tried looking to see if there were like any surveys or studies done on like what people felt red flags were and I couldn't find anything aside from a BuzzFeed article with just like Twitter posts so I was like okay whatever so then I ended up finding a variety of articles that were like here are 10 red flags to look out for and the one that I think was the best in that it had like specific examples and things was from something called betterup.com, which I've never heard of before. It's a blog. But there were 13 red flags in a relationship they said you should look out for. And number one is overly controlling behavior, which I feel like is obvious. Yeah. Number two is lack of trust. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Number three, feeling low self-esteem. Wait, for, for you... Do you in the relationship feel low self-esteem or your partner has low self-esteem and that's the red flag? No, you feeling low self-esteem. Oh, so like if you feel low self-esteem, it could be a result of your partner and that's the red flag? Yeah, as in like like your partners and the people around you are supposed to build you up rather than like break you down and feel worse. Interesting, but I feel like that's harder to gauge right like that's not something that's that your partner is directly doing well sometimes it is but that's again it could be caused by a lot of other things yeah obviously if they are doing something that lowers your self-esteem then that's a red flag but the way it sounds like on this list like just self-esteem low self-esteem in general it makes it sound like if you just have low self-esteem in general, you should get out of that relationship, even if it's a good relationship. Well, how this article defined things was like, red flags aren't, are just warning signs. Like, it's not like, leave yeah. the relationship. It's just something you should question and look into. If you, this is happening, like you feel low self-esteem, like you should reflect on like, if your relationships are causing that sort of thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good advice, I think. Um, number four was physical, emotional, or mental abuse. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> getting to the obvious ones, great. Yeah. <laughs> number five is substance abuse. All right, I feel like this list is terrible. This list <laughs> I well, I can't I okay, first of all, this list is terrible. But then at the same time, obviously it's hard to list all the possible red flags you could have in a relationship because like i said it's kind of subjective in a way yeah 
But at the same time, I'm surprised that there aren't a more comprehensive list. The thing is, there's okay, so there's lists that have like over 30 red flags, but I didn't think we wanted to go through over 30, you know? And like this one, they just like write stuff underneath. It's because a lot of the other lists were really super vague and they didn't like say anything really. I think the problem with this is that it should be somewhat intuitive what a red flag is if you're in a relationship, right? Because if you're at the point where you're questioning if something is a red flag, you're probably already screwed. Or like at least you're the type of person that wouldn't notice these things. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you think, if you feel like something is wrong and you take the step to investigate online if it's a red flag or not, at that point, you should already be considering leaving the relationship. Mm, I agree. If you're like debating, is this a red flag? But I think that depends on what your definition of a red flag is. Because if you feel like a red flag is something like if you see a red flag, you should leave immediately then Mm. yeah if you're questioning if something's a red flag maybe you should but if you're viewing red flags more as like warning signs keep them in mind but it might be nothing then like i think that wondering is more it's not a deal breaker necessarily but then shouldn't that be a yellow flag rather than a red flag i've always interpreted the term red flag as like if this comes up you need to get out of there yeah, but like I would say, I feel like that's just different definitions for things in the end. Like, I've never, like, yellow flag, if we were to say like green flag, yellow flag, red flag, like, I feel like that's getting too much into it where now you're analyzing everything about your relationship, you know? Yeah. Well, then, do you think there's ever a point in a relationship where you're like safe? No. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> and only because I've just heard and read so many stories of women who are like married in stable relationships. And then sometimes it's like right after they get married, like the man starts becoming really controlling because like that's his wife, like and that sort of thing. Or I've read stories where, like, even in the marriage, it's fine, but then she gets pregnant, and as soon as she's pregnant, he becomes super controlling or abusive. And it doesn't happen until that point. Like, they can be together for years, no red flags, everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, because there's something about her, like, oh, she has his baby, suddenly she's more, like, his property, and he's more controlling with her. So for me personally... I don't think there's ever necessarily a point where you're like totally safe in a relationship because people can switch up on you. Like if you spent eight years with someone and they love you and you love them and everything seems perfect, but all of a sudden they start doing things that make you question, like they they could, they could be doing things that make you question stuff. Um, Actually, that makes me think of something. So would you say that cheating is a red flag or is that just beyond flags like do you know what i'm asking yeah i understand what you're asking for me i think if someone mentioned cheating in past relationships that would be a red flag 
but yeah. cheating in a relationship with me is beyond a red flag like that would be like okay i'm out yeah that makes sense because i feel like if you cheated on someone in the past that's it i feel like that's a big red flag because it means you're more likely to do it again but it doesn't necessarily mean like you're automatically a terrible person who doesn't deserve relationships from that point out you know what i mean mm-hmm. because they're there's a lot of situations where people cheat and sometimes like it's because they're in a toxic abusive relationship they don't know another way out not that i really want to get into the nitty-gritty of like does that justify it da, 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 da. but like you know i yeah <laughs> okay i'll just list out what the rest remaining of the 13 were narcissism anger management issues codependency inability to resolve conflict which i feel like is a really big one constant jealousy gaslighting and lack of emotional intelligence anyways my next question i guess is what is a red flag you look out for when dating or one you would if you were single and like started dating again like you're on a first date with someone what's a red flag you would look out for I think the first thing I would look out for is just what the other person wants from the relationship. Like, again, that's not a red flag, right? But that seems like the most important first step um, when you're trying to gauge, you know, your interest and also like where this relationship is going with another person. But then I feel like red flags aren't the type of thing where you're looking for them, right? Like, it's more that the other person does something, and then that kind of catches your attention. And you're like, oh, shoot, why did they just do that? Should I be concerned? Mm. Jennifer, what's a red flag you look out for when you're dating? Um, I feel like what I was searching for was... Something like, well, for me, communication and like sharing with the other person about your life or like what you're doing is quite important. And for me, it's like when you're messaging someone and they're just not responding or they're like avoiding your questions, stuff like that. I don't know if I call a red flag. Yeah, I guess I would. Yeah, I think that is a red flag. I think if you're messaging someone, and it doesn't even have to be, like, your partner, but I guess that this is kind of, like, partner-specific, but, like, it could be, like, your friend, too. If you message someone and they don't respond after repeated messages, like, on multiple occasions, you know. Yeah. Some people are bad at texting, but still, like, maybe then you should just figure out a different way to communicate with them, if at all. True. And I would feel really like disrespected if I'm reaching out to someone and they're just not messaging me back. Oh shit, I do that. I don't message people back. <laughs> oh my. I'm actually I'm thinking right now there's about four people whose texts I haven't responded to from like days ago. Oh, call her out. Call her out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know. I had a few crazy days though, so I, I'll just blame it on that. I mean I can understand not responding immediately yeah because like obviously you're not always gonna 
like either be in a good emotional state or just not want to talk with that person specifically, or you just don't know what to say, you know, conversation is definitely an art that you have to practice and master and people are, have different abilities with it. But then like, you should, you shouldn't leave them hanging forever, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is a question for both of you. Do you feel like you have any red flags that people would be concerned about? Jennifer, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just going through it in my head. I'm like, am I supposed to say this? (laughs) Um, No one listens to the podcast anyways. (laughs) That's not, uh, I'm good at that. Um, I feel like similar to the messaging thing, I could be a bit controlling. I could be like, I want to know what you're doing all the time. Not, okay, not with friends, clearly, but in, I guess, in an intimate relationship, I could be quite annoying. It's because we're Scorpios, Jen. I know. I'm so <laughs> No, because Dylan always tries to get me to share my location with him so you can see where. <laughs> oh my, I don't do that. Listen, <laughs> I want to put out there that my family and millions of other families or something like that millions? Use, use this app called Life360. Oh my God. And um, wait, wait. Okay, so hold on. I, first off, <laughs> First I know what it is. I've say, been on it. Also, I need to say recently that Life360 was in the news because they, apparently they were selling data, like location what? data, to third-party sites. So, you know, we don't support that. But, but, it's not like an active thing that you're just staring at where your family members no, are. It's but more like, it gives you notifications. And if you're driving, it will tell you how fast that person's going. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the point of it. It's supposed to be a safety thing. So like if your family member goes out and they get into a car accident, it'll send you a notification saying, oh, your family member has suddenly stopped. Like they were going pretty fast and then suddenly the car has stopped. You know, they could be in trouble. And, you know, this is assuming that your family member is, like, unconscious or something. And then that way, you can help them, right? That's a very extreme case. That's not how my family uses it. So the reason my family has it is just for convenience sake. So, like, often my parents will go out shopping or something. Or me and my dad, like, for example, like a more recent example. Me and my dad go to badminton twice a week. And when we come home my mom likes to have food ready for us by the time we get back. Right. Mm -hmm. So then by looking at where we are, it'll tell you like, Oh, these people are 10 minutes away. She can be like, Oh, I can start cooking now. Right. And then it'll be ready when we get home. Yeah. Um, So I'm staying at my friend's house and I lived with them when I was in high school. They used to, they still use the app. And I was on it when I was here a few years ago, but now I'm not. Because it just creeps me out. <laughs> but that's how we use it, too. Just to know where everyone is. Yeah. I stand by it. It is weird, but I stand by it. No, nah, I don't know. And the car accident thing, I don't know how helpful that is. Yeah, I, I'm against it. <laughs> I guess it's a question of how much you value your own privacy and like how you want to protect it. Because 
obviously if it's with people you trust you know it's not a big deal it's like the it's like the if you have nothing to hide you don't need to be worried you know it's it's that that flawed argument but like i definitely understand the feeling that it's like oh you know where i am at all times Mm. that's that's interesting <laughs> um, <laughs> why what do you what do you want this information for i can see where you're coming from if you're doing it with your family but things like snap map and what's it called the the app the snap jones zenly the thing no that worries. like shares your location yeah it's like snap map right but that's that's just bro uh, from the i don't have snapchat but from the interactions i've had with people who use snapchat that's snap maps is way weirder than what than life 360 okay it's like you look at the map and you're like oh this person is at the club right now and the, look how many people are at the club right now wow that's so oh they're at a bar now oh that's so that's so exciting <laughs> like that's even weird that's weirder but to me yeah it is weird i don't know why you would want everyone else to know where you are at all time and like there could be strangers on snapchat yeah i don't get it dylan you didn't answer what you think your red flag could be <laughs> um that's because i have zero red flags i'm a perfect <laughs> i'm a perfect partner nothing to see here no issues completely fine Classic. Classic. definitely definitely not semi-narcissist you know <laughs> Semi. Semi. <laughs> um well i feel like there's a lot of things that you could interpret as red flags or yellow flags depending on what you're looking for like i was saying earlier for example like i my hobby is playing video games right like if you just put if i put that on like a tinder profile or something i'd get no swipes right because mm -hmm. that's not something that our culture associates with an ideal partner right you want you want someone who's like oh athletically fit maybe they do a sport or maybe they're like making a lot of money or something you know you want that those kind of qualities so then if i were to go out and be like oh yeah, my hobbies are playing video games for five hours a day. <laughs> you know, that kind of, that could come off as a red flag, right? Yeah. I don't know. There's plenty of dudes who play video games, though. True. I feel like Dylan's just dodging the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm answering the question in my own way. It happens to be a red flag also. Going off of that question... Have either of you ever dated anyone with blaring red flags? And how and when did they come to light? Yes, right now. <laughs> no, how and when? Tell me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about blaring. But... Jennifer, do you have like an ideal picture of someone in your head who could be your partner? No. If like I you do, don't have any... You don't have any traits that you're looking for or qualities? Like, I think I have traits that I like, but I don't know if it's going to be ideal for me, you know? Okay, I like good people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, controversial way, like, take, controversial. 
I guess, selfless people and nice, but in a genuine way. Mm, that's okay. Wait, hold on. Stop right there. Would you really like a selfless person? And this is to, to both Hope and Jennifer. Good question. If you could choose again, right? And you could pick someone who is selfless. Would you really want to? Because in my head, right? If you have someone who's like always doing stuff either for you or for others, that causes an imbalance in the relationship, at least for like, like who I am. Like, obviously, if you have two selfless people, maybe that'd work fine. But if your partner is just constantly going overboard with treating you like a queen, and then you literally cannot do enough to you know, make it even like a two-way, two-way street. Like, wouldn't that make you feel kind of, kind of bad? I don't know. I don't think that's what selfless people do. They don't like go out their way. They don't, I don't know. They don't, if they go to school in the U.S., they're not going to fly to Africa and drop everything and go help people there. You know, they don't have to go out of their way. It's just, they do what they can. And I do have an issue with the selfless thing myself and I struggle with it because I like people who are kind to basically everyone who are just genuine, but I also like to feel special. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know what I'm looking for in that. Mm. I know my, I won't say my dad's selfless, but he's definitely someone who goes out of his way to like, help people if he sees something's going on and I know it's a problem in my parents relationship sometimes oh really yeah because I mean it mostly it's like if they go to the bar he'll talk to anyone who's around him so like in that way it's like oh like he's just he like he's really extroverted like speaking with people but there have been times like if we're going on a road trip and he sees a car broken down on the side of the road, he'll pull over and help them and my mom's like let's just get to our destination or like (laughs) if we have Like, right now, um, our neighbor is, like, renovating his house, and he ordered the wrong sort of stone. So my dad volunteered this weekend to, like, help him dig up all the stone that was just put in. And my mom's, like, annoyed because now her weekend, she can't do anything with my dad because he's helping out her neighbor. Like, that sort of thing. Mm. So I know it's caused problems in their relationship. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't know. I sometimes have issue figuring out if I like this trait in someone else or if I just want it in myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you don't know if you actually like someone or you just want to be like them. I feel yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm talking about in, like, past crushes or things where I'm like, do I actually <laughs> like this person? No, you don't. <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think... Well, because it's, especially when you're not in a relationship, right? And then you also are observing the other person that you're interested in from, not a distance, but like, like you're not intimate with them, right? Like, usually a lot of relationships starts out as just friends, right? So you kind of have some sense for their personality, but obviously you don't know everything about them. And so then it's easy to, to just look at, 
what they're putting forward, which is usually like the better traits and be like, oh, I wish I was more like that because you know everything about yourself and you know that, you know, you don't have their level of whatever trait it is. Mm-hmm. But then like the reality hits when if you do get into a relationship with them and they turn out to have, you know, like a darker side or like maybe they're not always as energetic as they seem or they're not always as friendly as they seem, you know, and then you kind of, it, it kind of jades your perspective, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. I have a question. I have a question. Do you think, uh, shifting from like relation, personal relationships to family, do you think red flags or flags in general apply to family members? I think they do. I think red flags apply to all of your relationships outside of romantic ones. Yeah, I agree. Well, could you expand on that? Well, just like all the things you should be looking out for when it comes to red flags in relationships, like controlling behavior, narcissism, like whoa, whoa. treating just... others with respect. <laughs> oh, <that was> much. <laughs> no, but those are like, those are really like, those are red flags. Like, they just are. Um, I had a whole list earlier I was going down and they were both on that list. So I was just, those are the ones that came to mind. Those are things that if there's someone else in your life who also exhibits those behaviors, you can know to like go low contact with them or like no contact with them because you don't need to deal with toxic behavior, you know? Yeah, but I do think it's hard though to be, completely without flags oh yeah no it's like it's hard okay i just want to feel better with myself well i was also saying earlier like for me a red flag doesn't necessarily mean that you automatically leave the person it's just something you should reflect on Mm. like and i feel like sometimes it's easier to i guess learn to ignore some red flags if you're really close with someone especially family members like things like anger issue or like um, something that could be that could lead to like any sort of abuse. I think it's quite, I mean, it's very common. Well, the reason I I brought it up is because there's a difference in your relationships with other people versus your family, right? Like usually your relationships with others are, is voluntary, right? So you also have, Mm -hmm the freedom like excluding abuse right you have the freedom to leave that relationship whenever you want right but then with family especially if you're younger you don't have anywhere else to go and you don't have many options in terms of what you can do to get out of that situation yeah so like like even if there are red flags you can't handle it the same way as if as in a personal relationship something else that that you reminded me of through this conversation um did you guys hear that in the philippines they're trying to make it illegal to ghost people what no that's fucked up (laughs) like so so to clarify ghosting like you know you just completely stop talking to or like all you stop all contact with someone just all of a sudden 
Um, <laughs> there's a lawmaker in the Philippines <laughs> trying to make it illegal. There's a single lawmaker. Yeah, he's well, just like, a creep. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lawmaker obviously like proposed the bill, and then you know it's gotta it's gotta be put to a vote. What it takes one lawmaker <laughs> to propose something, and they're gonna vote on. Oh, that poor man. <laughs> The New York Post says the bill seems unlikely to pass in a country facing more pressing societal issues, <laughs> <laughs> leaving critics slamming the move as a publicity stunt. Yeah, I mean, also, like, how do you define ghosting? Like, because it's yeah. like, how many days do you need to have contacted that person and they've responded for it to qualify that later on when they don't respond, it's ghosting. Hmm. Things like that. Um, I, when I heard of this article, um, it was like attached to some statistics about ghosting and like opinions as well. And I think it was like, they were talking about how usually the person who's ghosting the other person is a woman. Right. But it's, but the, when they were talking about like the reasons for it, it was a lot like, oh, this guy was like acting super creepy Hmm. towards me. And like, I didn't know how to, or like I was, he was very abusive and I didn't know how else to leave the relationship, you know? So Mm -hmm. I just, I thought it was best just to cut them off or also even like less severe things like, oh, this, this guy was kind of nice, but I'm not ready for a relationship. And I didn't know how to, like, I didn't want to let him down by just explaining it. Like, I feel like he, he'd think it, it'd be an excuse. So I just stopped talking altogether. Yeah, I've done that many times in my life. I just don't know how to say no. So I just don't say anything. There was a guy in high school who would, like, basically, I don't want to say stalk, but, like, he would always figure out, like, where my classes were and stuff. And, like, find, sure find me in the hallway. <laughs> what the? find me in the hallway between classes to come talk to me and like I at one point he had my number because he got it from a friend and so at some point I just blocked his number and then he like kept coming up to me in the hallway and being like why'd you do that so at one point I literally like asked someone I wasn't I wasn't friends with anybody in my homeroom but I asked if anybody in my homeroom would be willing to work, walk with me to my first period class so I wouldn't have to talk to him because wow. I was getting a little, like, creeped out. Do you think men are more relentless? Men are more relentless. Are they? Wait, what? Do you feel like they are? You think, you think men are not more relentless? I think, I think they are. Yeah. But yeah. why? Oh, oh, why? Why are they more relentless? Yeah. Um they have less to worry about. Like their safety is less at stake, I think, in any given situation. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I blame biology. <laughs> Everything biology. As a man, I, I, I blame I blame nature. I blame myself. society. <laughs> it's society's fault. <laughs> it's anyone else's fault except my own. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, in media, you know, being determined and never giving up is, like, a, a good heroic trait, right? Yeah. But then it's, like, 
in a relationship, you're like, uh, don't know about that. No, but there's even movies and stuff where they have the guy get the girl after he doesn't give up, you know? Mm, true. That seems problematic. We should get rid of those. <laughs> <laughs> those are not real. Yeah, well, I think that's 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 a fine ending place. <laughs> Jennifer, what did you think this topic was? Oh, this topic. Um, oh, I should have been taking notes. Nah, it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> relationship, whatever. It was um, red flags. The word you used <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I don't think it'd be that easy. It really is. Okay. I feel like that's how we trick people a lot of times into not guessing the topic. It's just, it's so obvious they don't say it. Thank you all for listening. 